Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. I need your presence 
Wow, hallelujah. Put your hands together for her. Oh, stand to your feet and clap. Are you not happy to be in the house of the Lord? If you are excited as I am, I want you to give the Lord a better shout of praise. Hallelujah. This morning, you are all welcome to church. If you are a visitor, I want you to know that you are welcome to this cathedral, the Fountain of Life Cathedral. The Bible says that it is better to spend one day in the house of the Lord than thousands of days elsewhere. So if you are here, it is better for you to be here. Hallelujah. Because the Lord is about to touch your life this morning. The Lord is about to touch your heart. Your future is about to be changed. We are about to receive a word which will change the lives, I mean, many days of our lives. Hallelujah. So I want you to open your hearts. I want you to open your ears as we welcome our pastor into the service. As we welcome our pastor to the pulpit, put your hands together for ears joy. Hallelujah. Oh, you just want to lift up two hands to the Lord this morning. Just lift up two hands to the Lord and say, Lord, do you see me standing here this morning? Ask the Lord, Lord, do you see me standing here this morning? And ask him to talk to you. Ask him to talk to you. Ask him to talk to you. the Lord to speak to you this morning. Oh yes. Ask him to talk to you this morning. Ask him to reach you this morning. Ask him just to just do something this morning. I'll sing your praises forever. My voice is gone. We're going to fall in love with him again this morning. What 
we give you praise. Thank you for gathering us, bringing us into the house at this time. Let your presence be with us this afternoon. I pray Lord that you will speak to us. May we never be the same again. Do what you will do and say what you will say. In Jesus name and all the saints will say amen and amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Hallelujah. It's a pleasure to be here with you this afternoon and for the next I've asked the Lord to meet us here at midday on Sunday hallelujah most of the time when we want to meet with God is early in the morning that's what we know but I thank God for the story in the Bible Jesus just got to a certain well at the middle of the day and he met a certain woman tell on about a certain woman by the time he was done not only was the woman changed but he had affected the people who were in the town God is going to affect our lives, hallelujah I said he's going to what? he's going to affect our lives unless you don't like such things then please find another time to come to church but we, we are meeting him at midday at midday tell me about what a time to meet the Lord at midday, at midday amen Hey, are you there? Let's go to the Bible, Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, I'm reading from verse 30. It's a story that you know. And today I'm going to be sharing with you on help from above. Help from where? Above. Have you read the news of late? <laughs> Ask your neighbor. Some of you, you have read all kinds of rubbish, but you've not read the news. <laughs> Ask your neighbor, have you read the news of late? You see, some of you, even to ask your neighbor, you cannot obey simple instruction. Ask your neighbor, have you read the news of late? Okay, have you heard the news of late? Well, I forgot. Some of you don't like reading. I'm sorry. How did it sound? Was it like good news and uh, exciting news? And uh, hey, how about your pocket? How about your pocket? Oh, that one you can relate, eh? But you don't know that it's linked to the things on the news. 
Ask your neighbor that we never knew Ukraine was important. Anyway, it's beside the point. <laughs> Everything that happens these days, they say that it is a... Okay. Yo, the rain is Ukraine. <laughs> but you know, the reason doesn't matter. The reason doesn't matter. We just know that it's a season, it's a time... And sometimes when the season is like that, you can be a little, you know, nervous. Yeah, you know, you look at your salary. Oh, you have not been looking at your salary these days. Recently, you know how the banks will give you, you can see what is inside. I said, ah, how? Where, where did it go? Perchance, inframa. Are you there? But has some wind passed or... Did the teller make a mistake when they were typing? It's not a mistake, it's just the reality. But I thank God that there's a reality that is greater than this reality. Yeah. And that's why today I'm talking about help. But let's, let's, let's read scripture, let's read scripture. And Jesus answering, oh, please put your hands together, let's welcome our online audience. We're trying to go back, you know, we're on and we went off and we're going back again. So you're very welcome if you're joining us online. Amen. Jesus answering, he said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves. Some of you, your business has fallen among thieves. You understand when I say it's fallen among thieves? It's not going as it ought. Sometimes you don't even know why. Yeah. They stripped him of his raiment. One of the signs of thieves is that they do things that don't help you. Mm. Hello? They do what? Things that don't... Have you ever had a friend who does things that don't help you? Uh, oh, oh, your friends were angels? Oh, I didn't know. They came from heaven. Okay, those of us whose friends are on earth, we are the ones who share this uh, message. Ah, don't you have some friend? When you see that friend, you gossip. Other than that, you don't gossip. You, you are okay. But that friend, when you meet that friend, you have stopped drinking. No? You have stopped. But when that friend, that's when you remember that you had some... I don't want to mention it. I don't want to mention it. Anyway, they stripped him of his dream. Let's just read the scripture. I wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, tell neighbor by chance. There came down a certain priest that, so, that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, tell anybody again, a certain Samaritan. As he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host, and said to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Hallelujah. Jesus told this story when he was asking somebody, answering someone's question. The person said, who is my neighbor? And he answered and said, you know, of these, they gave him three people and said that, you know, which one was your neighbor? But you know, in that same scripture, you can find so many analogies to so many things. 
This man who has fallen among thieves, please take me back to the beginning. He is on a journey. And life is a journey. Life is not an event. It's not just something that just happens once. But we're on a journey to some way. Amen. We know some part of the journey. And do you know that the only part of the journey we know is the one that's passed? We don't have any idea what's ahead of us. Yeah. This man, when he started, he knew that I'm starting from Jerusalem to, and I'm ending in Jericho. So he did, at least he knew something. We don't really know much. Hello. Please ask your neighbor, what's your birthday? Most of us have a birthday. Most of us. Some people didn't, I mean. <laughs> most of us have a birthday. So at least we know the birthday, but we don't know the exit day. We don't know the exit day. We don't know the exit time. We don't know the conditions of exiting. We just know that there will be an exit. You see. But that's how life is. So many unknowns. And as this man was moving around, he did not expect to fall among thieves. I came to tell you today that in this life that we are in, the unexpected are so many. The unexpected. And there must be a way to prepare for your unexpected day. Because some have come already. You didn't expect that the guy would break your heart. You didn't expect that the partner will become what they have become. Are you with me? There are some people you shouldn't do business with them. Mm. Mm. Was it not in the convention? The bishop said, hey, yeah, he said something about that. That the business was okay, but I think the partner yeah, was not okay. I remember when I was going to start my consulting firm, one of my in-laws, he had had a consulting firm for over 10, 15 years. And he called me, he said, the one thing you shouldn't do is to have a partner. Yeah. Because he had had, he had entered into his consulting firm. It was a booming consulting firm until one of them said he was going to politics. So when he went into politics, it made everybody think that the firm was under. Number one, the man stopped doing his share of the work and expected because they had tied themselves up in agreements, their money must flow. Number two, now we are losing contract because of you. Who you are partnered with. Are you seeing it? But this guy, he had now fallen among thieves. And you can tell when you have fallen among thieves, when they strip you. Sometimes in life, you feel stripped of everything that you have. Your dignity, your honesty. Are you there? Sometimes your name. Charlie, this sound is not nice. Oh, I won't lie. It's not nice at all. You see. And they do it. But I thank God that your life is not in their hands. Tell your neighbor, no matter what has gone on, my life is not in somebody's hands. It's not in someone. So they have been able to do a lot of damage. It's true. But I thank God. Do you know why I'm thanking God that they don't, you see, they can't take your life. Why? Because insofar as there is life, there is hope. Hello? I said, insofar as there is life, there is hope. Yeah. Sometimes you're on the road to Accra, there's an accident. It's always a mess. But when there are ambulances around, you are a little... It means some people survived. Yeah. When everybody is there, they just find a passing care truck, put everybody inside. But when, yeah, when they send an ambulance, there is life. Tell your neighbor that I may be down, though, but I'm not out at all. There is life. I'm not out at all. I'm not out at all. I may have tried to go outside, it didn't work, but I'm still alive. I'm still alive. 
I tried to stow away. They brought you back in a basket. No problem. No problem. They should just bring you back alive. No, I'm very serious about what I'm saying. I'm very, very serious about what I'm saying. There's a guy in our church. He's no longer such a young man. He's now in his middle ages. Middle age. He was deported back. Just like that. He was just brought back. Just like that. It's a very painful thing. He was brought back. Everything that you had that you worked for. I mean, he was just brought back. But you know, there was still life. There was still life. That man, he arrived and he was at the airport. And you see, they are very dejected. When one of our pastors saw him, just said, let me go and talk to this man. He's looking so down. And the pastor said, when we get home, give me a call. Give me a call. Are you there? So the guy arrived at home. You know, when you are deported, nobody wants to know you. If you had been coming back with a few bags, they'll all come and visit you. But how he was deported, no. Brought back in a basket. Nobody wanted to know him. But you know, he called that pastor. And when he called him, the pastor said, I'm trying to build my house. Come and build for me. Then the pastor introduced him. You see, when the, when the man was building, one of our bishops said, oh, I'm looking for somebody to build. So he said, oh, I met this man. So the man came. Then the bishop said to him, that, okay, so how much are you going to charge me? How are we going to? The man said, I'm not charging you. Somebody was asking, I don't have anything. So my friend asked him that, ah, the way things are for you, why will you not charge? He said, because he had heard one time, professor, it's not everybody you charge. Are you there? Are you in the church? Yeah. So he didn't charge him. Well, well, so he started building that bishop's house. And while he was building it, a professor said, ah, who is building that place? It's very nice. Oh. From that day till today, the man is building. Yeah. He has become a very wealthy mason. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Recently, he had his house. He built his own house. The house looks like a palace. It's not large, but beautiful. I saw his wife standing. I said, hey, my sister, have you traveled? She said, traveled. I'm standing in my own house. <laughs> it shall be your story. It shall be your, your story. You'll be standing in your own house and somebody will think that you have traveled somewhere. Oh. Because I called his wife and asked her. I said, hey, you are traveling. You didn't tell me. She said, traveling. I'm here. I said, I'm just seeing some pictures. She said, oh, it's my own house somebody i said i see you in your own house and will be wondering whether you have traveled to us of a or to some other part of abrochi actually it's your house tell me but you just be watching it's my house it's my house it's my house are you in the church look you see when you come to this service you have to be ready for the thing to go anyway if we don't finish the story christ not a problem I was telling some people last week, I said, I don't know why. I have three services every weekend. What I prepare on Saturday, I preach it. What I prepare for seven, Sunday first service, I preach it. When I come to this service, when I come to this service, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I can show you my notes. When I come to this service, he will change it. I said, it's not... Ah. Is it not the one who says, without me, you can do nothing? So we are flowing. We are flowing. 
If we don't finish, that's why it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Tell anybody it's not a problem. It's not a problem. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the man had fallen among thieves. And I feel somebody, you just need to hear the story to get some life into your bones. Into your bones. Are you in the church? You know, when the film starts, we're acting, and then I saw the lady acting as a landlady. I said, it's very real. When they are coming to increase the rent or remove you, hey, attitude. Hey. When she sent it, I remembered a few things. Tell neighbor, please, we shall not be pushed out. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're going to be all right. I said, if there is life, there's what? Hope. You'll be okay. Hallelujah. Some people think that hope is not important. It's very important. Very, very, very important. Faith, love, and hope. These three. It says the greatest is love, but it doesn't mean that hope is not important. Three things. Very important. If you don't have hope, <laughs> hey, Pastor Hope, it's not you. It's a good name. It's a good name. If you don't have hope, there are many things you don't do. You will not be happy. Ah, okay. If you don't have hope, you'll not be happy. Please, I've heard. I've heard. I've heard. You'll be playing with people's names. I hear. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, so this man is traveling. And then he's wounded. Many times in life, we come to a place where you are alive, but you are wounded. You can't do what you want. He couldn't just get up and go. I'm sure he was fully aware that that place he was lying, it was still dangerous. But he couldn't just move away. And I thank God that the story continues. And it tells us of certain things. We see a priest come and pass. The priest represents somebody who you expect help from yeah when you get into a situation then you say oh my uncle will help my aunt will help my friend will help the truth of the matter is that it's not really like that many times you see because as we read the story tell me did you not expect the priest to help and okay if the priest will not help the levites are like the choristers did you not expect the chorister to help because at least these two people are associated with God and associated with the house of God. So if there's going to be help, I'm expecting it to come from here. Yeah, one of the two of them. Some of you, you have substituted the priest for bank. And you expected your bank to help. <laughs> Look, I was somewhere when somebody who works for a bank told us how sad he was. Do you know why he was sad? Some people that he had signed them into some loans, the people were coming to pay off the loan. <laughs> I thought it's good news. I thought it's good news that if you have a loan, everyone, <laughs> listen, you have gone for a loan. Is it not good news I'm coming to pay off? The person said, no, 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 it's not good news at all. The bankers among us are saying, no, 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 no. You have to pay according to the schedule that they've given to you. So if you come and say that, oh, something has happened, my business worked, so I'm coming to pay off the whole thing. They are not happy with you at all. They are not happy at all. They, they say, why don't you use your money to expand so that you will not come and pay them? Hey, Charlie. Hey. And some of us, we have put our trust in chariots. There's a song like that. Yeah. 
you put your, your trust in child that, oh, I'll get a loan from the bank, it will bail me out. How many of us have made that mistake before? Me, I made that mistake before. I learned the hard way. I know, yeah. So, the first thing I want to say today about help is that help often comes from where you don't expect it. Where you don't expect it. It doesn't, you don't, <laughs> let's go to the next scripture, not 33. Verse 33. But a certain Samaritan, a certain Samaritan, the Jews and the Samaritans, they don't meet. They don't meet. The Jews look down on them because they have some dubious history. Yeah. So they look down on them. And so they don't meet at all. So if anybody was going to help, not the Samaritan. And that's why this morning, I'm talking, or this afternoon, I'm talking to you about help. Because some of us, God has sent us help. But because it came from a certain quarter that you don't expect it, you didn't take it. One of the great helpers in our lives are poor people. Poor people. Hey, the room is very quiet. Poor people. We are thinking to ourselves, what can a poor person do for me? <laughs> the poor person is only coming to take something away from me. No. Not necessarily so. When God wanted to feed his prophets, hello he wanted to feed his prophets first kings chapter 17 and verse 9 he wanted to feed his prophets he didn't send him to a wealthy place first he sent him under a bridge and used ravens do you know a raven is a very small bed it will bring you one piece at a time one piece at a time so sometimes you don't see the help that is coming because you are expecting boomful help not knowing that the help is coming one piece at a time one piece at a time so (laughs) if you took your time and put one piece of bread down and got another piece and microwave it it's fresh bread then you get one piece of meat and another piece of meat and add some salt and pepper and fry it it is meat but because you are expecting that they'll bring you a cow or you don't expect that. Me, I've, I've seen it many times. That my expectation is that God is going to bring it a cow. Big one like that. No, but he has sent a raven. One piece of bread. Another piece of meat. One by one. When the water got finished over there, the situation got worse. Because now he sent him to a town called Zarephath. Go and look for the richest person they know. A widow. And not just a widow. A widow who had only enough for one piece of bread for she and her son. They were going to eat it and die. That's where God sent him. That's where God sent him. And that's why I'm saying to you that sometimes the person who is your help is a poor person. But the person has a piece of bread that they are willing to cut into two and give you half and eat half. And that was when the prophetic word now came and said that if she is able to do the what he's looking for, the flour, it will never finish. The milk, it will never end. I'm talking to some people today. 
you are looking for big money to solve your problem but if you will take the piece at a time her bread i'm sure the bread i'm sure they never put bread in a freezer i'm sure they had just enough for that meal and enough for the next meal and enough for another meal so if they took it and they put it down they were eating slowly by slowly the farming days were going as you begin to gather those crumbs 20 cities 100 cities 50 cities 10 cities 3 cities 5 cities 10 cities 10 cities logic says of what use is 20 cities when the bill is 200,000 of what use is 50 cities when the bill is 500,000 but God's wisdom says gather the crumbs gather them gather them gather them one at a time one day you lift up your head and it's, it's done it is done it is done it is done many years ago there was a lady in my church she was the mother of six daughters and her husband had left her and gone to Kenya and she was waiting for the bunfu money to arrive it never came and she was struggling and one day I shared with her I said you know I used to call her mama say I said mama say you know something you may never see all the money you need in your account but if you trust God a day at a time it, it will be well after a while she left the town where I was and she went to Accra we did not meet for the next 15 or 16 or 17 years I've forgotten how many years but one day I went to our church in Achimota and I was preaching and when I finished preaching this beautiful elderly lady came to me it took me two or three minutes to recognize that that was my mama say and I said mama say I was so excited you know how ladies we are when we are excited after we hugged and we laughed then I asked her how are you doing and she laughed then she said you remember that thing you told me I can tell you that is exactly how it happened she said I never saw Bunfu money but when this one's fee is needed I'll see it when this one has to do this today this one she's married she's living here this one is working she's living here this one is here she accounted for all her six daughters and she says as I'm standing with you number six is getting engaged just a month from now God had taken care of them. I'm speaking to somebody this afternoon. If you will respect what the raven is bringing you. I said if you will respect what the raven is bringing you. If you will gather what the raven is bringing you. You will discover it's going to do mighty things. And cover mighty things. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Poor people. Somebody who doesn't have anything. God will use that person to meet you. And that is why your attitude to everyone matters. Let's, let me show you a scripture. Titus chapter 3. Let's go to verse 2 and 3. Titus chapter 3, 2 and 3. Speak evil of no man. Are you there? Give it to me in the New King James. A bit easier to understand. In the New King James. Is two, please. To speak evil of no one, to be peaceable, gentle, 
showing all humility to all men often when we meet poor people our attitude is not nice like the watchman at your workside or the watchman in front of you I don't even greet him grandpa as you are passing but you do you may never know one day Laban woke up Laban the uncle of Jacob woke up and said I perceive that God has blessed me because of you sometimes it is the poor person that you have helped the person has nothing it is your help to that person or whatever then God just looks and he brings it back and he brings it back to you hallelujah I'm talking to somebody is somebody being helped this afternoon hallelujah the second group of helpers that you I mean I need to alert you to are your enemies You know, every day we are binding, loosing, rolling around, throwing away. What again? What again do we do to the enemy? Caning. What again? Uh, are you there? Your enemies. Why? But for your enemy. But for our enemies. We will be decadent. I want to ask you a question. On Jesus' way to the cross. Of all the disciples, who helped Jesus most to arrive at the cross? <laughs> ah, why are you not answering the question? <laughs> I said, of all his disciples, who helped him to get to the cross? Ah! Hey, what Bible are you reading? Judas! Judas! Jesus, you said Peter. When Jesus started in Matthew chapter 16, he started to tell them about how he is going to uh, die. Peter was the one who rebuked him and said, hey, he will not die. <laughs> but Jesus had one mission. His mission was to give his life for us and to shed his blood. The greatest helper is the person we don't like, the enemy, Judas. That's why Jesus, look, Jesus, he didn't marry you. Because he knew that Charlie, if he, look, his wife will not help him. That me, I should say, go and no, no, no. I would say, ah, who will take care of the children? Why do you come and marry me if you knew that you were going to die? <laughs> I'm going to call him shopping. There will be a problem. Hallelujah. Just look at it. Okay, now think about your own life. The devil does not exist. Imagine your life. Will you even wake up to pray? I mean, the devil is alive and well in Pony. In pony. <laughs> he is even alive and misbehaving. And our father is leading us floor prayer, floor prayer. Look, we're going to bind some devils. We're going to bind some devils. And you start. In the name of you. This is when the character is alive. If the character were not there, can you imagine how your life is going to be? I tell you, God will never ever hear from you. <laughs> the existence of that enemy drives us. You see, some of you are looking at me because you are not even driven, even when he's alive. <laughs> are you in the house or you are not in the house? Yeah. You see, the boss who does not like you, because he doesn't like you, you always do your things by paper. Because you know that the person, 
he cannot wait to trip you up. He cannot wait to find for so, the boss has very some way you arrive at work on time because you don't want trouble. If you are a student, you learn the subject because Charlie, the way this lecture is, Charlie, I cannot. He didn't know that your enemies had been released in your life to help you. Are you in the church or you have traveled? Hey, why are you annoyed with me? My preaching is almost over. But it is true. Some of you, you are waiting for a thief to arrive in your house before you start to organize how to lock the doors. <laughs> Those of us who have seen thieves before, we have several <laughs> several levels of security by you. I know a certain house. I will not mention where. <laughs> a certain house. They can't even go and sleep. They have forgotten to lock the the gate is not locked. The door is not locked. The windows are ajar. I remember at a point I used to say, you people, can you not see somebody can climb here and enter your house through the bathroom window? You can't see. Oh. One day I came. Charlie, doors changed. Locks changed. And I said, oh, something has happened. I didn't ask pity of <laughs> I said, your enemy, your enemy is one of your sources of help. It's one of your sources of If you see how your enemy is going to laugh at your falling down, you walk straight. You, oh yes, you walk very straight. I'm talking about your helpers. And so, please, are you saying we should encourage? Our, then, listen, he does not need your encouragement. When he's coming, he even brings his own chair. Oh yes, if you joke, he'll bring his mattress. <laughs> but you just need to understand why God has allowed him. If he didn't allow him, would you pray? Just be honest. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Hallelujah. Are you there? I'm going to share one last one with you. The next help in your life is a stranger. A stranger. Somebody that you don't know. A stranger. Many of us are very wary of strangers and rightly so. You keep them at arm's length. But... Don't keep them at such arms length that they are so far away that what God has sent them to do, they cannot do. One day, the daughters of a certain man went to fetch water. Seven of them. When they got to the water point, the shepherds were there. And the shepherds were there with all their animals and didn't allow them to fetch water. Usually, that was the norm. But on this particular day, the story is told to us in Exodus chapter 2. They arrived home very early with their water. And their father asked them, why? What happened? You have come very early. And they said, an Egyptian, an Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds. And also drew water for us and watered the flock. The Egyptian was Moses. The daughters were Zipporah and her sisters. Their lives changed from that brief encounter with Moses. This morning, we're going to pray. Your prayer is that, Lord, the stranger you have sent to me, let me see that that's the person. Let me see. Because the stranger can come in any form. 
Yeah. The stranger can come in any form. The stranger that you have sent to me to help me in my situation, Lord, help me to see him. Many times we drive strangers away, but the Bible tells us, even admonishes us to be careful. So because sometimes they are angels. When an angel comes, you can't even tell that an angel has come. Are you there? The way the house is quiet, I'm beginning to get worried for myself. Mm. You can't even tell. One time I was standing in a foreign country and I was in their train station. I didn't know that part of the train station was being repaired. So I had come out at a place where it was being repaired and the place was a mess. I couldn't find my way back. And somebody was coming to pick me up and the person was trying to find me. And all manner and degrees of madness was passing in front of my eyes. Because it was midnight and the city was London and the station was Victoria Station. And I was standing there carrying over 8,000 pounds, half of it from my classmates because everybody knew that I was going to the UK. So everybody had given me, you know, when you go, I want this, I want this. You see, there's a way you look eh, when you are in trouble. <laughs> Anybody passing can read it on your face. So as the partying people and the, the UK people, they drink a lot. So as they were party, passing, I was like, God, you have to help me. The person looking for me has called me and said, I'm looking for you. But there are so many exits over several miles radius to this station and I have to visit everyone to find you. So just be patient. So as I was standing there, I was wilting. Hey, said I'm afraid. What am I going to do? Then all of a sudden, I noticed a man to my left. You see, if you walk in Europe, a lone man is always danger. You must always assume, even if you're a man, assume by his danger. But as soon as I saw the guy, peace. I didn't think much about it. But the man just stood there. He just stood. And while he was standing, green-haired people came to pass. Punks came to pass. I mean, you are a black girl standing alone at a station in the center of London. Pray about it. They passed, passed, passed. And all of a sudden, my cousin found me. As soon as I saw him and he walked in, I turned to my left and the man vanished. And I understood that an angel had been sent to God. Most of the time, you will not know that it's an angel. But this week, some angels are going to be visiting some people in this congregation. To some, they will bring you a morsel. When you eat it, your strength will return. To another, they will come with their word. To another, they will just come and sit by you and you will feel strength re-entering you. I don't know what your issue is. I don't know who they are or when they will appear. But I can just feel it in my spirit. This afternoon, I want you to stand to your feet and I want you to just pray that Lord, whether my help is from a raven, whether my help is from a stranger. Whether my help is from an angel. Whether my help is from an enemy. Whether my help 
it's from a man of God. Wherever it's coming from, Lord, don't let me miss it. Lift up your voice this afternoon and begin to pray. Lift up your voice. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. And your prayer is, Lord, may I not miss my help. May I not miss my help. May I not miss it, Lord. Help me to see it. Help me to receive that advice. Help me to gather the muscles. Help me to put it together. Grant me the grace to gather it. Let me not waste it, Lord. That help in the form of advice. Help me to put it together. Oh, yes. Help me, Lord, to see my help, Lord. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. There are some students here. Supernatural help. Supernatural help. Help over exams. Help over projects. Lift your hands up and pray this afternoon. God is sending us help. 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 Send us help, Lord. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Talk to the Lord this afternoon. Talk to him this afternoon. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Help from above. 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 Help from above, Lord. Rando Lobos, Imandelebe, De Parababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababab
for help. Ask for help, oh God. For those with exams coming, help from above. Help not to make mistakes. Help to know what to study. Help that their strength will not fail. For those in business, help in a climate, oh God, where money is losing value. May they rather their business appreciate at this time and not depreciate. I pray Lord for new ideas. I pray for old ideas also to be stirred up and begin to produce again. I pray Lord that you will cover them. I pray for those who don't have school fees that you provide. I pray for those whose money is finished already even before it has arrived. I pray Lord that this week there will be a marked change in our financial standing. In the mighty name of Jesus, remember us oh God. Remember your children this afternoon and let help come. I pray that we'll recognize the strangers. And Lord, that will accommodate them and receive what we must. That will we'll recognize the poor ones. May we say, I perceive of a truth that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Help us to see our enemies and to straighten our steps so that we'll benefit. I thank you because you are bringing help. Let there be no despair in this house in the name of Jesus. But let there be courage. Let hope be revived. Let help be revived. Cause us to be remembered by those from afar in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak a word to your people that this week, Momo numbers are going to ring. Somebody will remember you from somewhere. This week, some debts are being cancelled in Jesus' name. This week, miracles are beginning in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, because you have heard us. And now as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon, you have not given your life to Jesus. I want to invite you to do so. Maybe you were even born in the church, maybe from a Christian family, but if you've not given your life to him, you need to do it. God does not have grandchildren. He only has children. You need to make your own agreement with him. You want to give your life to Jesus, just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. Just lift it. If your hand is lifted, come. Just let an usher, a pastor help you. Just come and stand here. We're going to pray together. Step out of where you are. Just come. I saw your hands. So many hands. Just come. Just come. We're going to pray together. Come. Come and stand. Just come. Hallelujah. Just come. 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 Just come. Just come. God bless you. Add yourself to them if you are not sure of your faith. You are not sure of your faith. Add yourself. God bless you. God bless you. If your heart is beating, that's Jesus telling you something. Just come. Just come. 
you to pray this prayer after me and I want you to mean it from your heart. And if you're in the congregation, join us. Lift up your two hands if you are standing in the front here. Lift your two hands. Lift up your two hands and let us pray. We want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me. This I have prayed in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-E-D-A-C. God richly bless you.